Welcome to the Rugby Rant Podcast Show, your premier North American rugby podcast. Growing rugby, one fan at a time. Welcome Rugby Rant fans and all those lovers of everything rugby here in North America. I am, of course, Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt, and we're coming to you with another run, pass, or kick episode. And this one is going to be close to my heart for a couple different reasons, because, of course, we have what I consider now to be a friend personally and a huge friend of the show. He's always been so gracious with his time with the Rugby Rant. And, of course, he is a new coach of the new MLR team, the Chicago Hounds, and we, of course, none other than head coach Sam Harris. Sam, thank you for joining us, and welcome to the show, mate. No worries, Rob. Always, um, always a pleasure to jump on Run Pass Kick, and uh, you know, always feel honored to be, to be on the show, to be asked in the first place, and, and always love having and chewing the fat and, and talking rugby with you. Well, again, that's why I love talking to you because you know your humility. Um, shines through as well as your leadership and your just uh, approachability and personality. Uh, that's why you're one of my favorites, man. And I and I uh, I'm always glad to have you on and and get a, an opportunity to share a little bit of time and talk a little bit of rugby with you. So uh, before we get into it and and talk about the run passer kick and what it's all about and sh- throw some of those questions at Sam, I just want to talk briefly about one of our sponsors, and that is Rugby Now, who drives Shop MLR, and they're, of course, providing all the gear. Hopefully, we're going to see them get some. They've got a little bit of Hounds merch, but hopefully, they'll get the shirts out. They'll get some other palleting gear from the Hounds, so all those folks in Chicago can start spending money on Chicago Hounds gear, Uh, but we want to recognize them because, if you haven't heard, we are running a super brew contest and it is free to join, which is the beauty. And the second beauty is we have weekly prizes of $25 gift cards. And at the end of the season, the first, second, and third place winners will win some fabulous gift card prizes, $150 for the winner, $100 for second place and $50 gift cards for the third place winner. So the great thing is you can win at the end, but you don't necessarily have to you know, if you forget a week, that's okay. You can still win some gift cards in the process and get your favorite swag from Shop MLR. So thank you so much to the folks at Rugby Now. And we'd also like to recognize another one of our sponsors, and that would be Tighthead Brewing right here in Chicago, Mundelein, Illinois. Great brews. Can't wait to get a hold of some of that barrel-aged brew. And I've already talked to Sam about that pre-show. He's got to get up there and get a chance to check it out. And it is available, by the way, Sam, at Binney's. So you can always catch it at Binney's, which is all around Chicago. Uh, they distribute Long Snappers, one of their popular ones. I really enjoy that uh, that beer quite a bit. So anyway, enough about our sponsors, enough about Rugby Rant. Let's talk to Sam. Um, and before we do, for those that don't know, the Run, Pass, or Kick works like this. We're going to throw some questions at Sam, and we're going to prompt each question with Run, Pass, or Kick. Sam has three choices, and, and we know he's going to choose every option in front of him because he was a former back. He can run with it, which means he's going to take the question head on. He can pass it, which is he's going to pass on it, doesn't want to get himself in trouble with the uh, Hounds Brass, or he can have fun with me, and I know he likes to do that a little bit. He likes to keep me on my toes always. And uh, he can kick it. And that means I answer in a way that I think he would answer. So uh, 
we'll, we'll chest my Chicago Hounds knowledge, I'm sure, at some point. But let's get after it. Sam Harris, are you ready for the run, pass, or kick challenge? So run, pass, or kick, have you adjusted to the beautiful winter weather in Chicago? I have adjusted. I'll, I'll run with it. Sorry, Rob. Um, I have adjusted. And to be fair, like, I, I don't get affected by the elements too much with our day-to-day runnings of, of our program. So we've got a pretty early start. We're, we're you know, I, I leave the house about 6.30 and, um, you know, we're, we're in the stadium. We're, we're, we're training out of SeatGeek Stadium. And so the offices are there and, and we're on field, but we're training in a bubble. So we're, we're on field from like 7.45 a.m. And, um, and, then, and then I come home. So like because I'm in a bubble and I'm in offices and then I'm back in my apartment, I'm, I'm not too affected by the elements at the moment. And the last couple of days, whilst they've been freezing cold, they've been blue skies and, and like actually beautiful days. So um, people have warned me and, and said it's miserable. And, and when, it, when the, the skies are grey, you know, it is a little bit tougher to swallow. But when it's blue skies, it's, it's, it's a peach of a city. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I tell you what, you'll start to hit, it'll hit its stride right about end of May, June, um, right as you guys start to head, hopefully into the playoffs. Um, and this June, June, July, and August, September, no better place to be than Chicago is fabulous weather. Uh, you won't, you won't uh, die of heat stroke like you may have done in Austin a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, our, <laughs> so uh, let's get into the rugby side of things. Um, uh, so run past kick is head coach in Austin. You started with an existing infrastructure. There's obviously already a team there. Um, you know, they were struggling no less, but you had an existing infrastructure. So uh, again, run past your kick. What have been the biggest challenges of being the head coach of an entirely new team that had no infrastructure whatsoever? Yeah, I'll run with that one too, early doors. Um, I think both elements have got their pros and cons, you know, walking into an existing establishment that, you know, did have a a not a very not successful um, winning culture. So, you know, I, I had to turn a, a club from, from you know, poor habits or, or poor luck or whatever have you into a, a winning culture. Um, so that that had its struggles as well. And then coming here to answer your question finally, um, you know, I, I uh, and, and furthermore to kind of emphasise your point, I had to do it quickly. So you know, yeah. I, I I had this, I got this job in November, and and um, the the club didn't even exist two weeks, three weeks before that. And, and, and then we had to get everything moving. So, you know, I was hiring people that, you know, I didn't really have relationships with, I knew of, and, or maybe I didn't. And so I had to, between me and James English, we had to hire people through recommendations or over zoom or, or just on a gut feel and, or, or, or the best available at the time. So I think from a staffing point of view, um, that was challenging, but, really happy with the outcome. I, I couldn't be happier with the staff, with, with my assistant coaches, David Clancy and Adam Ash. Um, and then medical staff, I was, I was happy, like pleased that last minute we were able to get two of my AG staff from Austin. Um, you know, people that I trust and people that I've worked with before in Kyle Lucas and Samantha Mallet. And then, uh, and also from a performance point of view, Jamie Beamish, who was, who was working under Simon Thomas with me at, at Austin. So, um, everybody there I mentioned are, are, are all from either Austin or LA. So whether I had worked with them or 
they had come highly recommended from people I trusted. I, I loved that element. And then, you know, work, working with James and through the through the um, the ownership pathway, uh, uh, I couldn't be happier with our backroom staff. Everyone that we've got, we're, we're running, you know, a skeleton crew, but everybody works hard, gets on with it, and, and really enjoys what they're doing. So um, that part of it was tra- challenging, but but also. Real, it's. It, I'm, I couldn't be happier with the, with the outcome. Then um, establishing a, a relationship with the with our facility. Um, you know, there's been some teething problems there, but it's a, once we get everything sorted and, and we get the desirable training times and everything, um, we will probably have one of the best setups in the MLR, and, and I can't understate that enough. Been really happy with 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 that side of things. So, um, yeah, and then, and then there's just things that you take for granted when, when there's been an established club there before when, you know, you, you kind of just go, oh, can, can we get the, uh, you know, the crash mats out for tackle practice? And yeah. of course we, we, don't, we don't have any because, you know, right. can we use a scrum machine? We don't have one. So all, all that stuff, we haven't had enough time to get, but, but we've made the best of a bit a bad, well, not a bad situation, but just a challenging situation, a situation a challenging one. And, and, and we've made every person winner. So that part of it's been fun. Yeah, you know, it is kind of interesting. You hit upon a couple of keynotes that I think for folks outside of Chicago or even maybe a few fans that are in Chicago, they may not quite understand. And one of them is the facilities. You know, I don't know that folks outside of Chicago just understand how much of a one-stop shop SeaKeek Stadium really is. And I think they're going to find out when fans start coming in from out of town and showing up at the gates. I mean, mm. you've got a hotel right on site. You've got, of course, you've talked about the dome. Um you know, it's a 22, 23,000 seat stadium. So there's plenty of parking, plenty of, you know, all the accoutrements, uh, facility, bathroom facilities, et cetera, two nice restaurants right there, um, right adjacent to the parking lot. So folks from out of town are going to have an easy land if they just, you know, head to that Hampton Inn and walk right across the parking lot. Uh, but I think more specifically on the rugby side, it's interesting. You talked about the medical staff. I can't I think it's underappreciated how important you mentioned the trust and faith in two folks that you worked with coming from Austin, just how important it is for a coach to have trust and faith that the advice they are getting from a medical staff about player personnel and injuries and all those things, how much that means to a head coach. Cause they know in their heart of hearts that this person and, and they have the best interest in it, but they're also on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, can't end undervalue that enough. And, and even sometimes their weak points, you know, that, you know, if, if this happens, maybe, maybe they're thinking this way or, but, but more so to your point, yeah, the, the trust and the, and the faith that you have in someone that you've worked with before and, and know is a, is a proven performer, it, it helps you sleep at night for sure. And, and it lets you, and it gives you faith that your players are getting the best possible treatment, you know, day in, day out. And that's most important. I think we're seeing the, the significance of player welfare all across rugby throughout the rugby world um, internationally. So, um, you know, let, let's again get into that nitty gritty of the hounds and and your role, uh, having taken that on just, you know, a few short months ago um, in the supplemental draft. Uh, the hounds had an opportunity, as you mentioned, um, L.A. and Austin, both involved on the administrative side. But let's talk about the player side. Uh, you had you, you had the opportunity to select from both of those rosters to so run past your kick. Did the staff, yourself and your staff, think about player combos that had played together, or was it really just best player available during that draft process? 
that's a good question and, and I will run with it at that stage. We didn't have a staff. It was just James English and myself, employee number one and employee number two. Um, <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a bit of both. Like there's there's some elements of, of the combination piece, but also the best possible um, players. And I think too, there was probably more a, 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 a mix of like the combinations from the combinations of the two teams. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't think there's necessarily there's a few combinations from from Austin. I'd say um, maybe in the back row and in the centres. Um, and then yeah, the, and then I was also excited about some of the um, combinations that would come you know, mesh with some Austin, some LA. Uh, in saying that, the breakup of our team is more like 13 Austin players, six six LA, and and then probably more like 15 guys who, that have come from other places around the league. So um, it's, it's – and then there was that as well, you know, to take that into consideration, the players that, that we're keeping an eye on, players that had connections to the Midwest, players that um, probably in our eyes was, were – undervalued in in some of the teams that they were in previously so and an opportunity to capitalize on that absolutely and i i don't want to get too deep into the weeds on individual players but you know as i was watching the draft i was really interested to see you know michael devaugh i think got picked up by dallas you guys must have worked really hard uh to see if you could find a path for him to be in Chicago. Cause I know he does have some Chicago connections having played with the lions and sevens and his wife being from the area. Correct. Yeah. Well, um, Mike was one of the only guys that I didn't select that, that I really wanted to. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we, we didn't know how it was all going to pan out the negotiations with other clubs. And, but you know, I think Michael, with without us ever having a conversation, me and Michael got a very close relationship. He would have known that that I would have wanted him to be here in Chicago. I knew what Chicago meant to him, so um, he always had that in the back of his mind. I just and and luckily it, and fortuitously it, it worked out in our favor. Yeah, absolutely, and I can't wait to see. He's one of my favorites. He's a bit of a friend of the show, a friend of mine. So I I really uh, love to see him in the in the well. It's going to be black and white this year. Uh, yeah we won't we won't uh talk about why but everybody knows um nevertheless uh maybe we'll get into that a little bit in this next question maybe we'll see if we can get a pass or a kick possibly i don't know uh so run pass or kick speaking of shirts if you had a choice would you have your away shirt be green rather than black um I, i'd like to I maybe go the home jersey green. Okay, maybe keep, I like that. Maybe keep the away jersey black. I, I, I really like the. Yeah. I really like black jerseys in in general, but um, but seeing the white jersey in in person, the, the white that we've gone with is actually really nice. So, um, take it w- with what it is. But yeah, I would have liked to see it. the guys. We got out. We got some of our kit today, but the oh, really? first time. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, and the the green what's, what training does look really good. The green training jersey. I was gonna just gonna ask you what's what's the hammer gonna like when he when he sees all the the paladin kick come out. Paladin, <laughs> um, well, this three quarter zip is pretty nice. Ooh. That paladin always three quarter zip. Um, the there you go, fans, hounds fans. Look at that. You got a you got a a sneak peek at some of the kick coming out. 
This That's is what we do vintage. for you here at the Rugby Rant. <laughs> and the hat. I see that. That's cool it's looking. It's like a vintage hat. Which yeah, it is. For 100%. Um, yeah. And then uh, there's like the down jacket, the actual big one to keep Ooh. us warm. That, that's quite stylish. It's a little bit of a smaller fit, but um, just for you to, to take note of. Um, so I think those would be the, the three winners. Well, first of all, let me just say how much I appreciate mentioning the fit piece in there, because I think with some of the paladin kit, in all honesty, you know, a lot of fans have have always had questions about how it's going to fit, you know, given that they're not, not all those pieces are available in store, right? They have to kind of go on faith when they order it online. They're always yeah, asking yeah. about how that stuff's going to yeah, fit, really. right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like I know the, po- I, I, I do with the double X polo fits best, but the, you know, but some other stuff in XL. Uh, so um, fans take note of that stuff. It's very important when you start to go order that you kind of preview that and and take all those notes down before getting it. Um, and by the way, I love the white. I, I do like the white jersey. I think that jersey looks very sweet. And uh, yeah. when I get one, it, it'll look even better with all the signatures of the players. And of course, Sam Harris right there underneath the Hounds logo. So uh, I'll, I'll be saving a place in my wall someplace for that. Uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna get in the quick tap, have a little fun with Sam, and and um, you know I, I got to say uh, happy belated birthday, of course, as of the recording, and a birthday uh, the day prior, and it's funny because I think the last time you came on the show, one of the last times, uh, it was not too long after your birthday there. I think you were wearing cowboy boots and and a, maybe a cowboy hat and some Austin, uh, you know, uh, taqueria or something like that with your family. So uh, yeah. congratulations. Um, yeah, thank you. But we're, Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you had a nice dinner with uh, your staff last night? Yeah, I did. We went out to a nice rest, Japanese restaurant that, um, Sweet. in Westley, which was really nice and good. But it was, uh, it was bittersweet because it was the first kind of birthday that I was away from my family. And, yeah. and um, yeah, I've, I've probably been away in other birthdays but not living away. And, and so it was a – as a, as a tough one, I, obviously, like most people, love my family and my daughters and my wife and, and my new dog, and um, so that that was a bit trying. But you know, today put on with big boy pants and and got on with things. Well, it's always nice to have a staff around you to make you feel more comfortable, and make you feel at home, and and buy yeah. you a few pints to help you forget about uh, forget about those things for at least a couple couple hours. Um, yeah. we're going to get right into the quick tap here. And for those that don't know, we're going to give Sam's questions, uh, a, a this or that. And these are always lighthearted and fun designed to bring out the personality of our guests. And we know we have, uh, an individual here with quite a personality. If you haven't had a chance uh, to meet Sam, when you come into Chicago, do take that chance. Cause he, I, 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 I mean this, uh, in all truthfulness, he is one of the most genuine people I've ever met. And I'm, I, I, I'm so sincere about that, Sam. Uh, that's why, why you're one of my favorites, mate. Um, and we Maybe had a chance to talk because you keep tooting my whistle, but thanks. Man. I, I do. <laughs> but uh, we had a chance to catch up at a bulls game and, and it was uh, super fun to do that. Um... When we pick up the ball, we also pick up a legacy, a legacy that stretches beyond your current team. A legacy built on the backs of those who came before you with hard work, and for those who will come after you, we promise it won't be easy. But we'll be there, supporting you on and off the field. Want to do that. Um, but uh, let's get into that a little bit. Quick, quick tap here. Now that we're in Chicago, you're in a little different city, kind of in, in, the, in the northern latitudes here. Uh, so better traffic flow, Austin or Chicago? 
<laughs> this will sound crazy because I'll say Chicago's got a better flow because I'm always going against the flow. I'm never really in, <laughs> I'm never really in traffic, but but I, Chicago was rated the worst traffic in the country um, just the other day, and, and yeah. luckily I haven't seen it. But in Austin, the traffic's pretty bad too. Yeah, it's one of kind of unique things because uh, because depending on what time of day the traffic flow goes the opposite way. If you're going opposite of traffic, it's clean. Um, yeah. So that's that's the truth. He speaks the truth. Uh, all right, next one. Better Chicago experience. And I know that you experienced both of these recently when your family was in town. Better Chicago experience. Millennium Park or Michigan Avenue? Ooh. Yeah, that's a tough one. No, I really like Millennium Park. It's, it's a great, great park. I, yeah, I, I, could, I could take both of them, though. It's a bit of a soft answer, but I like it both. Okay, okay. Well, if your girls come back into town, your wife comes to town again when it's still icy in winter, take them down to Millennium Park, go skating. A lot of fun yeah. uh, to be yeah. there under the bright light, especially at night. It's it's just a, a cool experience. All right, next one. Who's going to have a better 2023 season, the Bulls or the Hounds? We know you're a Bulls fan. <laughs> Strong Bulls fan. Um, and there's some exciting news to come out. I won't let the cat out of the bag, but we're doing a little bit of a collab with them. Um, but the Hounds are going to have a better winning percentage, I think, unless they unless they pull their socks up and and. But the night we were there when when they played the Nets, yeah. and I think the Nets won something like eleven straight. The Bulls came right. out and they they pulled to them and, and and won convincingly. So they've got it in them. But I think uh, I think at the end of the competitions, we'll have the better winning percentage. Yeah, it just, yeah. It seems like the Bulls are play. They've been saying that on talk radio throughout the whole season. They play better against the better teams, and they kind of like fall short against the the poor performing teams, which is a strange phenomenon. But I think the Hounds are going to outplay the Bulls this year for sure. Agreed with that one. All right, next one. I, I was taking a flyer. I, I I hope you've had an opportunity to to test this one out. But better Chicago staple, Chicago style hot dog, or Chicago style pizza. Mm, so when you say hot dog, are you talking about like the Vienna sausage? Is that a, is that a Chicago hot dog yeah. or is it? Yeah, Vienna dog yeah. with you know relish and 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 jardinier, you know, or sweet peppers. Some people put that on there, you know, mustard, the whole tomato, the onions. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a huge pizza guy, but I had a like I had a, a hot dog the other day that just knocked my socks off. So I'll, I'll go with the, with the Chicago hot dog. There you go. Hey, can't beat it. Coming to town, folks. You're coming in for uh, you know, just to to watch your team play the Hounds. You got to get yourself a Chicago style hot dog. There's so many great places to try them out. So many that I can't even name, but uh, get one. It'll be worth the wait. All right, last one on here, and uh, I don't know. I was. I think this one's a good one. Hopefully, you've seen. Uh, you've been able to experience these. If not, maybe we'll we'll turn one of these into a whole event uh, during a Hounds. You know, it, it'll be like uh, a theme for the Hounds on one of the days. Better Chicago movie, Blues Brothers or Ferris Bueller's Day Off? <laughs> Both very good movies. Um, oh, geez, I'm really going to struggle to answer this one. I, I'd have to go with Ferris Bueller just because there were so many. Oh, they're both such good movies. No, they're both great. I'll take, but I'll say both. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like you're going Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's the way I'd go, just because it covers the whole gamut of Chicago. You know, you get the parade, yeah. you get, you know, Sears Tower, you get almost you know, Cubs game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
So, yeah, and if you haven't taken in a Cubs game, uh, well, you haven't, obviously, but when you get a chance to do so, take that opportunity. Nothing better than Wrigley Field and, and Wrigleyville uh, on, a, on a hot summer night. So uh, worth, worth the wait, worth the wait. All right, let's get back into the RPK here with Sam Harris because we've, we've been uh, running hot, and he's had a lot of fun with some of these questions, and we're going to keep getting hotter with some of those, um, some of those rugby-based questions here with this next one. Um, Run faster kick yesterday as of the, sorry, two days ago, as of this recording, excuse me, the Chicago Hounds held an open tryout. Uh, over 150 players put their hands up. So run faster kick. What were the goals of this tryout? It's a two-parter here, Sam, and I can remind you of the second part uh, if you need be. Um, what were the goals of this tryout? And secondly, did any players show out? Yep. So I think, you said 150 people put their hands up. Actually, 230 people put their hands up in 68 hours. Um, and staff asked me whether we should cap the number at, at something like that. And I was like, no, no, more than Mary Ellis, get everybody in. And and I think I think more sense prevailed and, and they did decide to cap it. Um, but I, I just wanted to see and test the volume of what this Midwest has got to offer and how many people are interested in this combine. And it was a lot of people. So we had to cap it. Uh, you know, unfortunately some people couldn't make it because of weather conditions or flights or, or whatever. But yeah, so we had, we, we did have around, I think it was more like around 180 people that showed up. Um, and then uh, what were the goals? So I think threefold in terms of from a player's point of view, um, you know, I've still got some slots in my, season 23 um, roster still up for grabs. So um, I was hoping to see some guys that that went really well and, and could maybe potentially give them a, a contract. Um, and then on top of that, you know, the combine was a great way for us to, to form our academy later in the year. Um, you know, we, it, it gives us a, a ready-made roster of, you know, 30, 40 guys that, that are, are ready to take, you know, the next step. And, and that might be, you know, a step and then and then a step to MLR through our academy and and I think this sustainable model for for a good rugby team around the world, not just in in USA, is to to build from within and and that starts with your academies, you know, senior academy, you know, high school academy, youth youth academies, and and then once we develop that, um, you know, we 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 recruit our players from within rather than scouting them from around the country and then and then at a lower level from that you know the regional teams that we have all around chicago and the midwest that gives us another opportunity to kind of condense the talent and and, and let us see the talent a little bit more closely and, and get recommendations and different things so from a player's point of view the objective was to 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 test them out to see if they were of, of a talent that they could maybe play mlr and then if they weren't then we just go down a step down. And then if they weren't, keep their names for a step down after that. Now, there were some guys that balled out. There were some really good players. I think um, Nick Taylor, who who's, who came up from Indianapolis, he's been living there. He he, he, tra- he showed up really well. Um, he, he was with us in Austin, so I knew what to expect, but, but he had a couple of really nice touches. There was probably a lot more rugby elements than what a lot of the players were expecting. Um, there was obviously the physical testing, but... But there was actually, you know, three three stations and then a, and then a full contact station, and and the guys came out of that thinking, well, that was a that was a real test of our contact levels and, and our technique. Um, Tanache 
Machana, I think That's I'm right. saying his, yeah, mm -hmm. I think I'm pronouncing his name right. He, he uh, showed a lot of endeavor and, and a lot of physical attributes in the ball carry and, and some good tackle technique. And there was, there was probably eight to 10 people that traveled from overseas to come to this combine. Really? Yeah. So there was, and, you know, without really, they just wanted to be a part of it. And, and I had a chat to all of them after the combine and they were, they, they weren't kind of aware of, of kind of how I'm forming my squad. And it's more around American talent than international talent, uh, which they understood, but, but I want to stay in touch with them. It, it was just amazing that guys were, were getting on flights that night to go back to, to England, to Australia. Um, yeah. And, th and there was probably 10 to 12 other guys that, that, you know, could definitely fill a training squad spot to then potentially get, get further honors in, in a, you know, whether there was injuries to, to come into an MLR team. So I, I was pleasantly surprised by the skill level. I, I, it was way higher than I thought it was going to be. And then through the testing results, there was some good performance there too. That, you know, what I find most interesting, I mean, all the stuff about Midwest players, I had a little bit of an idea, of course, because I've, you know, spent a lot of time here in the Midwest, obviously in Chicago, you know, seeing and watching rugby and experiencing it myself. Um, but uh, what's interesting is the kind of international attention that uh, the MLR and specifically the Hounds are getting and the fact that there's some international talent coming over here just to try out for the MLR. It says something mm -hmm. about the league and it says something about uh, the team that's being built here in Chicago. So kudos to you guys and kudos to the league for uh, attracting uh, that kind of attention. Um, moving forward, uh, I'm going to I'm going to have a fun question here. Uh, so I, I'm going to I'm going to maybe test your your knowledge of Chicago sports with this one, but also see if we can get a nice crossover question. So uh, I know you're a basketball guy, but I'm going to but we, we we know that Chicago loves the, the, the Bears. Chicago fans love the Bears. Anyway, moving forward, we touched on SeatGeek a little bit, uh, but I'm interested in, again uh, to give some context to the facility you guys are going to be playing at here in 2023. Um, run pass or kick, how does the SeatGeek Stadium facility compare compare to other facilities in the league? And and not just from a rugby end, but you know, what are what can fans expect when they when they attend a Hounds game coming perhaps from out of town? I think um one thing that it's probably got that other other fields don't have is that the ground's heated. So whilst the stands might be cold, the, the ground won't be frozen and so whilst we are going to be playing in cold months and, and maybe with snow around, I don't think there'll be snow on the field and, and it'll be in a good condition. And, and so you'll, you'll, you'll see really good rugby, even though it might be, you know, temperatures like they are today. Um, and then on top of that, the, you know, the seating's great. Capacity's amazing. Obviously um, there's some great suites available for, for, for corporate um, schmoozing. And then the, the, the change rooms, are amazing so like i think from a player's point of view they they love to kind of get in there they're they're really quite unique great design um and then i think from from what i'm experiencing at the moment there's there's two other soccer teams in there occupying the the facility at the same time so there's the chicago flyer and um the chicago red stars the men's and the women's um, team, so it's kind of really good to be around other professional environments and and see them as we're kind of uh, walking past, I think um, uh, Mark O'Keefe got in trouble for getting a photo with one of the Chicago Fire players. I can't remember his <laughs> name. I'm not a huge soccer guy, but 
he just yeah. casually asked for a selfie and and, and the, the manager shouted at him saying you can't do that so so we got a bit of a slap over the wrist for that one but um uh, we're enjoying kind of being around other high performing environments yeah that is an, a nice feature of the setup you guys have is is you know kind of you're already in stuck in with existing professional organizations and and i think that's a thing as a nola fan that i've seen down in new orleans you know the the, the goal they're playing right down in there uh with the pelicans practice facility with the saints practice facility so it, it gives you a certain level of of status and connectedness to to professional athletics in the city um I, I, what frustrates me to hear your story about mark uh in in you know trying to get a selfie is the fact that like really i mean is there are, are they that yeah. high brow that they can't take a selfie with 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 another professional athlete from the city i mean yeah. i mean i mean i the guess player, the player was all for it but just just right. his manager or team manager wasn't about it so which is unfortunate but yeah. but, they're, but they're a serious they're a serious outfit like they got camera crews they got press conferences after every training session so like they're they're not messing around but they could probably take themselves a little bit less serious yeah, well, and and just from a stand fan, a fan standpoint, it frustrates you a little because that's one thing that I think is always for me had a huge appeal of MLR, right? Is that the players, people like yourself, coaches, are are tangible, right? They're they're approachable. You know, you can yeah. go to the, you know, you can go to the after party and you can have a beer and you can say hello and you can meet them and kids can come up and get autographs and take selfies and and uh, the lads have from all the teams have been super approachable. That's one of the things I love. So I, I guess, you know what? Soccer can keep their stars. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll take the guys that we have because the guys we have are special to all of us. We each have our, our, uh, our favorites around the league as fans, but um, that's what makes uh, the league special. I hope it never loses that touch. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, Sam, we're going to be heading in the last two questions here. And again, just like always, if there's a special charity or somebody you'd like to throw a shout out to, um, after the last one, the floor will be yours. But I want to get into these last two questions here real quick. Um, so run, pass, or kick, what can the league do to take itself to the next level as a U.S. sports league? I do want to, I do want to pass or kick to you, Rob, but I, I also do want to field this question. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, look, I think, I think as hard as some teams endeavor, I, I don't think we've got the, the the stadium piece right and i think if we want to get private investment into the league um and and television rights then we have to be able to find a better solution for that um this one is a more general question for you um obviously you know you've you've steered austin to two very good seasons uh and and i expect the hounds will be in the hunt uh so to speak and i you know uh, that was a pun, uh, intentionally. Um, but run, pass, or kick. Should the MLR have a neutral venue for the Shield final? I'll kick this one to you, Rob. <laughs> okay, I appreciate that. I don't I, as much as and as difficult as it is to say uh, that not yet. I don't think we're quite ready. Um, because, you know, while you may say, okay, we're going to play the final in New Orleans or in D.C., you know, at, at Segura or whatever, um, the trouble is is that you may get people that plan on it, but you still, as a fan, don't know 
if your team's going to be there. So, you, you know, you can't, I don't know that you can necessarily count on making those travel arrangements a month or two months in advance. You know, we haven't reached that pinnacle where it's a sporting event for all to attend, regardless of whether, whether they're a fan of the Eagles or, um, you know, uh, uh, a fan of Kansas City. Um, so at least by having it in the city of one of the two teams, the better performing team, they know they're going to get a solid crowd from the home crowd. And hopefully you get it, you know, if Chicago has it, is fortunate enough to get it. Um, you know, you it's easy travel here to Chicago. You can, you know, it's a hub. It's a major city. And it makes it a little bit more palatable for those fans that are traveling aware. So that's a way. That's my, uh, that's kind of my take, if you will. How'd I do? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you did well. I think we might, that maybe we should look at a, a week in between. So it gives the, mm. the home team a little bit more time to organize and for people to organize flight. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if we can do that in the calendar. And then, and then from the conversations that I've been privy to, it's almost like you don't want to win the home final because as a club, you want to win the competition, obviously, but as a financial model, you're going to lose money on hosting the grand final, depending on your situation. So so I think, like, that's one thing to consider as well. From, from what I've heard, it, it was a very hard slog for both New York and L.A. to to host the, the final, but, but it might've been different for previous hosts. I'm not sure, but it, it depends on the, on the people's situation, but that needs to be considered as well. Yeah. Agree. I think those venues were kind of unique. Obviously the Coliseum, a, a huge venue and quite expensive to rent. And then, you know, changing to Red Bull last year, I think was a, a, a challenge, especially mm-hmm. at the last, you know, kind of at the 11th hour, if you will. Um, I, I gotta, I gotta ask a follow up question, Sam. So I've been mulling this over and I got to get your opinion here. One last, one last brief question. Um, it's been suggested that when, uh, the Nola gold square off against the hounds and, um, that is on May 20, is that on the May 21st? I gotta, I gotta look. I, I think that's May 21st. I'll have to go back and check my records. Nevertheless, when they square off, um, should, uh, there be a, hammer shield that is created and made uh, to be presented to the winner of that matchup. A hammer shield. Hammer shield. Yeah. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't it just be a golden hammer? Well, I wouldn't want to play pure deference to the Nola gold. Cause that would kind of look like I was playing favorites. Right. But, but yeah, maybe a golden hammer, something like that. Um, I, I I'm seriously considered making a shield for that, for that event, just to, you know, Put the uh, put that contest in the in the frame. Ryan, we're losing the Texas Cup in in a sense. You know the original Texas Cups. We might as well throw something else out there. <laughs> yeah, well, the holder doesn't get to get to play for it. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm all for the trophies. I do like that element of it, um, if it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 there is connection there, and I, I think you'd be a very good advocate for for. <laughs> promoting that game going forward so yeah i'd be i'd be all right all right awesome so i got one vote i don't know if i have any others but i got one vote all right sam i sure appreciate you uh uh playing playing along with me and and uh you know um catering to my silliness but i want to give you an opportunity to plug um you know whether it's a charity um organization perhaps an old club or somebody near and dear to your heart here's your opportunity to to uh, throw it out there and and we'll make sure we tag it when we put this episode out. Yeah, I'm not sure about the actual foundation, but um, uh, I've got a good mate here, 
Will Sayre, who who I went to school with, primary school back in Australia, and and um and he's got a, a son who's who's on the spectrum for autism. So you know, mm. I, I love to raise the awareness for autism and and a shout out to Harry. He's a great kid, and um, my kids love him. And so if we, get, I, I know that the the league does that sometimes, and, and I remember San Diego did it when we were down there. So I, I, I pitched that to Chicago to the Hounds. I'd love to do that for for one of our rounds. So we'll see how we go there. Absolutely. I know NOLA did it too. They had their uh, training shirts, I think, had the, the NOLA part of it was in the, the autism um, pattern. So it's a, it's a certainly worthwhile endeavor. And as an educator myself and seeing a lot of kids with autism come through our educational systems, it's certainly a worthwhile charity. So I can appreciate that. Thank you so much. And and again, folks that are watching from home, we appreciate you sharing some time with Sarah Harris. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And you can catch us on you know, uh, Spotify, on, on uh, Apple, on Google, on all your podcast platforms. And of course, you can visit us at the Rugby Rant and check us out on Twitter, check us out on Instagram and check us out on Facebook. We're all over the place. Come see us. Uh, we'll be joining. Hopefully, um, you know, I'm talking about doing some stuff, uh, you know, pregame with a few people on occasion. So hopefully we'll get some on the spot uh, live streaming down at uh, Bridgeview at Geek Stadium. So uh, maybe more of that to come. And I want to personally thank you, Coach Harris. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. I always enjoy talking to you because, again, you're just uh, one of those um, gem of a people that I, I've run run into and and thoroughly enjoyed speaking with. So thank you so much for sharing your time, mate. And, and again, I want to wish you a happy belated birthday. No, no worries, mate. Any time, it's always a pleasure. I love that you're spreading the word of rugby in this great country. Um, and yeah, it was a pleasure meeting your family at the, at the game. Preston seems like a, yeah. a, a hot ticket, and 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 all the blessings to your wife. I know she she you know got a got a knee fixed up today, yeah. so um, all the, all the best for that. And then uh, sorry if my answers were too long winded, but I am in the the windy city now, and, and I've learned the, <laughs> the windy city's got nothing to do with the wind. Actually, actually, Chicago is the 29th windiest city in the states, but it's to do with the politicians that um right. that speak too much and have too much hot air. So, yeah, sorry for my answers. Man, you're getting stuck right into the Chicago, the Chicago uh, nuances. So I appreciate it. So once again, Sam, thank you so much for joining us. A pleasure. We wish you all the best as you forge ahead into 2023. And I know that I will be catching you very shortly. I've got tickets for the home opener, so we'll, we'll catch each other then. And good luck to you guys at training and, and to all the boys that are now members of the Chicago Hounds. All right. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to the Rugby Rant Podcast Show. Your premier North American rugby podcast. Growing rugby one fan at a time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.